I'm enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The home of Mr. Gregory West, one of America's most noted playwrights. The office of Mr. Gregory West. Mr. Gregory West. Shy, quiet, and at the moment, very happy. Merry, warm, affectionate. You really should be working, you know. You're nagging me. I'm only thinking of posterity. Think of me instead. Don't I always? Yes, you do. Dry enough? We'll let the master decide. Perfect, as always. Are you describing yourself, Mr. West? Let the mistress decide. She's decided. And the final ingredient, Mrs. Gregory West. Episode number 36 is a world of his own, centering on playwright Gregory West. And um, listen, I have some issues with with Gregory West, Sean. I don't know about you. Um, I, I feel like, yes, oh yes, yes. The answer is yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into them as we go. Yeah. Um, so uh, Gregory West, by the way, is uh, uh, played by Keenan Wynn, who who did have a, a pretty long uh, successful career. But for me, he'll always be uh, one of two people. Uh, one is uh, Major Bat Guano from Doctor Strangelove, <laughs> and the other is, of course, the Winter Warlock from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, very, very distinctive voice when you think about those two characters. Yeah, for sure. I forgot uh, about the so, second one. So uh, uh, he's he's sitting there uh, flirting with a, a nice young lady, which, by the way, uh, that, that's Mary. And uh, Mary just, I, I don't like Mary. <laughs> so oh for two so far. Yeah, uh, oh for two. That she she's just like. You know, like uh, you know, I, I'm newly newly married, so Misty and I do make uh, other people sick with how much we just are constantly telling uh, uh, telling each other we love each other. Of course, I, that, that's 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 what couples do. Exactly. Uh, I, I feel like Mary just takes it just way too far. They're way into each other, um, and uh, we find out pretty i don't know do we do we find out right away or do we uh do we not really uh confirm it until until later on the episode why she's so affectionate uh well i mean we 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 learn we learn fairly early on because she does just disappear (laughs) Uh, we know that we know that something's going on but we uh so we so we probably learn why she is so affectionate towards him um, maybe maybe about a third of the way through the episode when yeah. uh, he has to bring her back, and so when he's describing her, he basically says, "And she's gonna she's gonna tell me that uh, she loves me seventy two times a minute." 
Yeah, she's um she's she's almost uh <laughs> uh getting into the territory where what was the episode we talked about? <laughs> Oh, was that was that the chaser with the? Yep, uh, yep, that was it. that was the chaser with a yeah. demon. With, with a demon, <laughs> yes. Um, so you know they, they're uh, they're being all lovey dovey with each other, uh, over the top uh, lovey dovey when uh, when uh, a, a woman appears in the window looking quite shocked, and uh, Rod Serling tells us that that is uh, Mrs. Gregory West, so uh, his wife. So you can see why she would be a little shocked by that. Got ourselves a love triangle here, Keith. So she's unexpectedly come home, and uh, uh, when uh, she comes knocking on the door to his office there, uh, he opens the door, and Mary's nowhere to be found, which is obviously a little strange. Now, here's one thing. So uh, she's uh, Victoria. She comes in. She doesn't see uh, this this woman that he was uh, canoodling with. And uh, she starts searching around for a secret door. And I guess at one point she does actually check the window. But it seems like the obvious answer would have been he opened the window and she climbed out. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't seem to come up in their discussion of what may have happened. And that, that bothered me a little. I would have gone through, like, you know, <clears throat> pulling a candlestick from the wall, uh, seeing if there was, like, a, a secret Murphy bed, maybe. Which, um, by the way... Uh, I, I, you know, we currently live in an apartment. Uh, I can tell you, when we all actually own a house, there will be a candlestick that you pull to open a door. Oh yeah, there's got to be. What's the point in having a house if, if there's not one? Right. If you own the house and can make changes to it, make that change. How, yeah. Why would you not do that? <laughs> Spare no expense. And then I, I assume that that if we did leave that house one day, and we're trying to sell it. That would only make the house sell quicker. <laughs> I know. I know that would uh, that would turn me into a motivated buyer. I think you should <clears throat> you should start hinting about that to your wife, so you can get her the rubber chicken purse. She can build you a very complicated addendum to a future house. You know, that's uh, pretty much fair as fair, right? I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, both would cost twenty dollars in nineteen sixty. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, uh, so Victoria comes barging in on, uh, on Gregory and, and Mary, and uh, she's nowhere to be found. And uh, he's trying to explain what's, uh, what's going on. Obviously, uh, Victoria does not believe him, uh, thinks that she must have uh, snuck out in some way. And so uh, she's actually uh, trying to have him committed, which, by the way, if you're going to have somebody committed <laughs> – it seems like a really bad idea is to pick up the phone in front of them and say, I'm going to call a doctor and have you committed. Or to say, hey, my husband's crazy. I saw this person who isn't really here. <laughs> my husband's crazy because I saw the person. <laughs> and in 1960, I imagine uh, they're probably going to take the woman away before the, uh, the noted American playwright, Gregory, yes. Gregory West. Which... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's nineteen sixty. That's totally a thing that that's. They're still calling women hysterical at this point. Right. Got to be careful, Victoria. Um, so he he tries a, a couple different uh, strategies to to talk her out of that, and and ultimately he decides to bring Mary back. And uh, that's when again, um, you uh, 
you, you find out that he basically says, I want this person that's going to completely fawn Leibowitz over me all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, you know, what, what, okay. I, I won't get to that point yet. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, so ultimately he also demonstrates, uh, killing Victoria off. And, um, which again, she still doesn't say Victoria still doesn't seem convinced. Like, no, she, she feels like this has to be some sort of parlor trick, blah, blah, blah. So eventually he, uh, he pulls out an envelope from his desk drawer and it says Victoria West on it, trying to tell her that, Hey, by the way, I made you too, which she doesn't believe. And eventually she throws that tape into the fire and she goes, poof. <laughs> she gets uncreated. She she gets uncreated. <laughs> and then uh, he, he feels bad about that and starts uh, describing Victoria again to bring her back. But then he realizes, why am I doing this? She was kind of a shrew. I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the person that I'm basically commanding to to love me. Um, so I don't. If if he if he created Victoria, why didn't he create her like he created Mary? That's what I don't get. Like like we've had previous episodes where we've talked about couples that you really have to wonder what it was like when they were dating because. That they either seem to hate each other, or yeah. one of them just seems like such a terrible person that, that why in the world did, did you end up with them? Uh, the uh, the escape clause guy, where he, he called his wife a potato pancake, <laughs> comes to mind immediately. Still one of my favorite lines in the entire series. <laughs> I, I have yet to find an opportunity to to use that and call someone a potato pancake. You are the potato pancake, Edith. But at some point, I will. I. At some point, you know, if I haven't done that, have I really succeeded in life? Nope, not at all. Um, so, so you got to wonder, yeah, why did he create Victoria? And, and what was, you know, because his description of Mary is, hey, there's this blonde woman who's going to say she loves me 72 times a minute. <laughs> uh, what was his description of Victoria? <laughs> I, um, I'm wondering if maybe he... Maybe after many years, after they were created, maybe they start to to get their own free will. Um, maybe he wrote Victoria like that, um, and then he just realized that, hey, I'm not ready for this commitment. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not ready for somebody who has free will. Give me the person who's literally it's written into their character. They're going to to just tell me how much they love me all the time. Where, like, six episodes prior in Chaser, you realize that that's a dead end, too. <laughs> so right. Twilight Zone does not... The Twilight Zone does not paint a very promising picture of any type of romantic relationship at all. Oh, no, oh, no I, I wouldn't say that. The, the <laughs> Twilight Zone doesn't paint a very flattering picture of artificially created uh, <laughs> that's true. relationships. That's true. That's fair. Because true. in neither of those cases was it, like, legitimate. <laughs> Um, so, uh, eventually, uh, Gregory decides, Hey, I've got kind of a, a get out of jail free card. Uh, so he, um, he instead creates Mary and, and they presumably live happily ever after, which does make one wonder what did he tell the neighbors? <laughs> because 
whatever explanation he comes up with, that's going to be somewhat suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing you can say is, hey, Victoria, Victoria left me. I'm very sad, but uh, I'm bouncing back quick with uh, Mary West as my wife. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. And, and you know what? It's also possible, given what we know about Victoria, that none of the neighbors liked her anyway, so they're not really going to care. <laughs> also, like in, I would imagine this is this is high society living. You know, if if Gregory West is indeed one of America's most noted playwrights, as Serling says at the beginning, then it, it's they're probably like the polite thing to do is not ask you if you murdered your wife. Well, it's the polite thing to do, but it's the first question I'm asked. <laughs> like. You know, like like it's one thing if somebody you know like gets a divorce and and you know up to the up to that point like things aren't going well they get a divorce there's a certain you know mourning period over the relationship and then they they uh, they show up with somebody new in their life like that's normal but sure nothing, nothing of course there but uh, wife mysteriously disappears and later that day there's a there's a, a <laughs> A new woman. The first question out of my mouth is going to be: So, did you kill your first wife? Did you murder Victoria? It's okay if you did. I'm just yeah. I just listen, want to know. I didn't like her either. Yeah. So I totally understand if you did. Listen, we're neighbors. Not going to say a word. There was this one time she tried to have me committed. Um, right. Um, yeah. Like you know, like like especially in 1960, I feel like there was a code between neighbors that you got one. Uh, you know, horrible crime. Uh, no questions asked. <laughs> you know, and and your your relationship as a neighbor is still going to be intact because because the '60s were a strange time, <laughs> it's especially true. the early '60s. So my question <clears throat> is, and this this might be because I just finished watching the first season of the Outer Limits, uh, the Showtime mm-hmm. version. From, oh. from the mid nineties. <clears throat> and my condolences. <laughs> there are some real, you got to kiss a lot of, fro- a lot of frogs before you fight your prince in that, in that episode, <laughs> in that season. Um, but uh, what they do, spoiler alert, uh, kind of not really, is that in the last episode, they kind of, the last episode of the first season is this guy who's demanding to talk to like the, you know, all the generals and stuff who are meeting at this, you know, undescript, uh, you know, underground bunker room. And he's trying to warn them about alien invaders. And basically there's a little bit from every single episode prior that gets like brought in and they're like, yeah. And then this happened and this happened. And they actually, it's, it's, more it's it's better executed uh than than i'm describing it if you can possibly imagine so, so they they actually kind of made like a a outer limits uh cinematic universe where uh, yeah kind of like stephen king where all the uh all the stories actually take place in the same yeah and it, so it's it's kind of cool what they do again there's a lot of stinkers in the first season i haven't even start you know tried to start the second season but in this episode as it ends we find out that Rod Serling is actually a character that's been written by Gregory West. Is Gregory West the real author of the entire Twilight Zone? Oh, that's a that's a good question. And uh, my question uh, is: Does 
Gregory West have a magic tape recorder <laughs> or is he just such a great writer that his characters like actually come to life? Mm, that's a good question. So, first, the Rod Serling question. Um, yeah, I think Rod Serling was actually too good of a writer to have uh, existed uh, naturally. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to assume somebody created him. <laughs> so that's that's canon. That's canon. Gregory West is the real creator of the entire Twilight Zone. And it's just it's just uh, it's just a, a series of stories that he wrote. Which, by the way, to that point, I think if I were Rod Serling for the rest of my life, I'm always checking into hotels as Gregory West. Yes, absolutely. And because then I figure if somebody's actually paid that much attention and actually put two and two together, I, you know, I'll go ahead and talk to them for a while. Um, why? Why do? Why? Why did slash do celebrities check in under fake names? Because is it just so somebody? who heard that Rod Serling staying at the Westin uh, doesn't go, Hey, Rod Serling's room, please. I, I would think so. Like, like I know that uh, like say, say a major league baseball team, I could see that because yeah. like sure. generally it, it's not that difficult to find out where the team stays. Yeah. Uh, so I could, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> Cause but, I mean, yeah, I, if you're just, if you're just a rando, yeah, yeah, if you're if you're Rod Serling and you're traveling, I, d- I don't see why you'd necessarily have to do that. I imagine you can just say, "Hey, <clears throat> I'm Rod Serling. I'm not trying to sound full of myself here, but I created the Twilight Zone. If you haven't heard of it, it's a show on CBS. Uh, there might be some people that are fans that want to that want to like visit me. If anybody asks for me, just say he's not here. That's all you got to do. But then again, that's a lot more words than Gregory West. So maybe I'm wrong. Uh, could be. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I think, uh, I think we can go with that. That's canon in the twilight zone that, that Gregory West was actually the creator of the twilight zone. We uh, figured it out a great deal. Back. We have, we have really cracked some codes in this first season, Keith. We have. So, you know, I, I feel like, uh, th- this episode was, was kind of different from, uh, really every other twilight zone. Yeah. Because as, as we've talked about, like Serling, you know, especially the episodes that he wrote, Richard Matheson wrote this one. He, he wrote a lot of uh, episodes. Yeah. Um, he, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Richard Matheson apparently liked writing, uh, uh, stories about creepy playwrights, but because <laughs> uh, the, the movie you mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, Somewhere in Time, that was by Richard Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was about a, a playwright that when you get down to it, the story is kind of creepy. Um, uh, like, you know, usually there's like a strong sense of justice in the, in the Twilight Zone, right? You know, the, the good people usually get their, their reward and the bad people yeah. um, get their punishment. Uh, but if there's any justice in uh, this particular episode, like all the characters he created would have banded together and gotten their revenge Westworld style. Oh, 100%. You know, clearly, <laughs> no matter what, he's manipulating them. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of uh, – yeah, there's not a lot of um, – uh, sympathy to be had for uh, a lot of the people who kind of make it out pretty pretty well for themselves in some, in some of these episodes. And Gregory West is one of them. 
Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, he's apparently the guy that created the whole thing, so you can't get too mad. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, by the way, uh, um, Rod Serling, when he shows up at the end, that's actually the first time he showed up in the show. Oh, in the in an actual scene of the show. Yeah, because all oh, the yeah. first season episodes, he was he was a voice. He wasn't yeah. actually on. Wow. Uh, so that was that was the first time he was actually on screen uh, during uh, during an actual show. So That's kind of awesome. a historical moment. It took all the way throughout the through the first season to to get him in there. Uh, so speaking of which, that gets us through. The first season of the Twilight Zone. Big day. Uh, I never thought we'd make it. Because apparently back in 1960, seasons were a lot longer than they are. <laughs> like, the, uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix is nine right. episodes long. It is one-fourth <laughs> the length. Of yeah, this. I, you know, just, we just, uh, uh, my wife and I just watched The Mandalorian, which just started season two, and that's the first uh, episode of season two is chapter nine. So that means the first season was <laughs> This is 36. Oh, God. Which, which, by the way, you have to wonder what, like, what, what the off season was for a show then. Yeah. Because, like, it's one thing, if it's twenty six, well, then you're on half the year, off the year. Uh, Thirty six episodes, like, I guess you're just that's eight months. Time off. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's basically what I mean. It's eight months uh, or nine months, I guess. So it's um, yeah. it's it's basically a school year. It it kind of is, yeah. So. Props to, uh, to to Rod Serling and uh, everybody involved for actually being able to do that. I mean, I guess it was commonplace at the time, and te- television was just kind of finding its way at that point. Yeah, so yeah. Why it happened that way, but uh, so congratulations, uh, Sean. We we made it. Congratulations to you, Keith. I'm looking forward to continuing this journey with you uh, on to season two. We hope you enjoyed tonight's romantic story on the Twilight Zone. At the same time, we want you to realize that it was, of course, purely fictional. In real life, such ridiculous nonsense could never... Rod! I mean, you shouldn't say such things as nonsense and ridiculous. Well, that's the way it goes. Mr. Gregory West, still shy, quiet, very happy, and apparently in complete control of the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?